Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Courtney Quinn. I'm a corporate dropout turned serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping female business owners step into your power and reach your full potential in business and in life. I'm on a mission to empower more women to become their own boss while teaching them how to do it in a healthy, scalable way that supports your dream life so that you're running a business and not owning a business that runs you. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're still toying with the idea of diving into your own business, you're in the right place if you're looking for tools to support you as you are navigating the world of entrepreneurship as a woman, because I'm going to get real with you on how to do so. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to today's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. Today, we are joined by Jen Parker. Jen is a business mindset and transformational coach that focuses on self-sabotage clarity. She empowers successful entrepreneurs that are caught in the busy and brings them back to their creative prowess. She helps female entrepreneurs through their sabotaging behaviors and resistance so they can become unstoppable. Full disclosure, I hunted Jen down on Instagram and DM'd her and was like, you have to come on the podcast and talk about self-sabotage as we are kind of like getting getting into the new year and all of that good stuff. I feel like it's such an important conversation to be having right now. So Jen, thank you so, so much for joining us. Welcome to the Female CEO Show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Courtney, for having me here. And yeah, it's a a topic that we all do self-sabotage and a lot of the time mm-hmm. when we're highly successful, we don't understand some of the the busy can be a form mm-hmm. of self-sabotage. So I'm excited to talk all about this topic. It's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so intrigued. So let's dive right in. Jen, tell us kind of like, tell us a little bit about your story and kind of how you ended up becoming like a business and mindset coach, why you're an expert in self-sabotage. Tell us everything. Yeah, absolutely. Often we become experts in a particular area because of a particular challenge that we've experienced. So way before I became a business mindset and transformational coach, I actually worked as a social worker. So in understanding human behavior, I was able to do all of that. But I was working in the emergency department in the mornings and then I would have literally several wards that I would have to um, be across during the day. So, of course, I was starting to experience emotional and physical exhaustion and the universe was showing me very gentle, remind-like things that maybe there's something else, but I was so engulfed with fear. Like I just felt like fear was um, overriding me and, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, Hospitals here in Australia are very obviously very different from America. You know, if you do not have the funds, we have a, a very good um, public health system here. And so I was hired by the state government to work in hospital. And so in terms of I had a belief that that was the sort of the pinnacle of my success, and but I was burning out. I was really burning out. I had to leave home incredibly early, so around 6.15 in the mornings, and I my boys were very small at that particular time, and I felt like it was never rewarded or, you know, I was doing it for someone else but completely burning myself out. And so when I realised that I wanted, this was not serving me, 
And that was through burnout. That was through sort of experiencing sort of such anxiety that it was causing now physical symptoms in the body. So for me and my journey, Courtney, I had to go through that and like I was sitting down in nature and camping and I was looking at sort of the grass and I was sort of going, gosh, what, you know, what, what can I do? And literally life coaching popped into my head. I'm like, okay, never had I ever been to a coach. You know, it's very different in Australia. It's not as sort of known it's still probably developing as a, um, a particular industry here in Australia. And I was like, I'm going to do that. So that was 2019 and I'm like, okay. So being someone who is very into further education, I went and did, you know, my, my training and I was like, whoa, this is phenomenal, you know. And then you start the journey of business, which is the biggest journey of self-development, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my gosh, absolutely. Like as I was interviewing a couple of friends a few weeks ago and one of them said like entrepreneurship shines the brightest light on all of your like flaws and insecurity. And isn't that the truth? Like <laughs> getting into business is really like, that real journey of self-development. But you I love how you said like the idea of life coaching just kind of popped into your head. And instead of doubting that, instead of second guessing that, instead of overthinking it or just like shooing that thought away, you like trusted your intuition and just leaned into that. And I love that so much. I feel like we are very intuitive, especially as women, we are very intuitive, but we have almost learned to not listen to our intuition and just get into this spiral of overthinking and of self-doubt and of imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to be a life coach if I have it, no experience? But you're like, no, that sounds awesome. And I'm going to go learn how to do it. And I feel like so many more people need to embrace that mindset of, I have this idea this idea popped into my head for a reason, even though like I have no idea why. I'm going to lean into it and like figure out what I need to do. You know, you didn't just start start an Instagram or a Facebook page and like I'm a life coach now. Like you went and got the education, the certification that you needed to be able to do that. And I love that <laughs> so much. Yes. Yeah. But just a bit of a disclaimer it took me, I had to release mm. of what no longer was serving me. So sometimes we can be in occupations or relationships that at the time we feel like we're in a maze. It, it feels like we're in a maze and we can't see ourselves out and we think it's the only way of doing things because we've been doing, we've been in this maze for so long. Yeah. We just think that's normal. Mm -hmm. And so let me just put a full disclaimer when I, I just thought that I had to just accept it mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have been able to have that download if I was still doing that. So often, you know, and this might be for your listeners, that yeah. if you're the more that we're like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And you can, you're speaking in that tonality and you're almost feeling your heart's racing and you can feel you're tensing up and that constriction, you can't see other possibilities because fear, you're yeah. scared, 
right? And all our brain is trying to do is to keep us safe. But you are going to stay in the same thing. And life, Mm. you know, we, we know we're on this planet for so long, but if we are in relationships or businesses that are not serving us, we can't see other possibilities if we're holding on so tight with fear and it's mm-hmm. something that it does, you know, it, you know, when people say just trust and they're speaking all this hippie stuff, which I'm all for spirituality because I'm very big on that, it can feel very unsafe. So it might be mm-hmm. just doing a very small step first and sometimes if you don't make the decision, then your body is going to make the decision. You're going to get sick or something else is just going to manifest and happen. So either way, you choose it or something else is going to choose it for you. So, yeah. Wow. I love that. Like the uh, not making a decision is still making a decision kind of thing. Um, yeah. Something absolutely. is it's still going to happen. You know, life is going to continue, continue happening. You can't just like freeze in time. So for the listener who does feel stuck in that maze, is feeling fear, overwhelm, wants to try something new, but doesn't know how to get out. You mentioned, you know, maybe you just take like a few little steps to kind of start releasing some of that. Getting like really micro here, like what did some of those little steps look like for you to start releasing mm-hmm. that fear and like being open to start receiving those downloads and kind of just like loosen the grip a little bit? Yeah, that's such a great question because sometimes we just think it's like one giant leap. Mm. Um, And I always like to, I speak in metaphors, so I do apologize for that. Um, Don't apologize for that. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you can, you know, and I used to work in a rehabilitation unit for people who have um, had a stroke or other neurological um, uh, impairment that's really affected their ability to, um, you, you know, cope and manage. And so, what that meant was they had big goals. Obviously, it was to be discharged from hospital, but there may have been smaller steps to get there. So for mm. me in my journey, it wasn't just like leave because that didn't feel safe. So quite honestly, one of the first things was actually doing yoga, right, is doing yoga because for me I knew that after having children I needed to change something. And Mm -hmm. being someone who was very motivated and to be a better person, I was always on that mission anyway. But yoga was, for me, that that was sort of that starting point because it helped with that really anxious, busy mind. Mm -hmm. But it also, you were getting fit and you weren't sort of like running a marathon and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just staying on, on a mat. But this is actually really tough but also sometimes it could be really nurturing and it's not just about the physical asanas it's about that very deep journey so that was sort of a huge journey point for me you know and making decisions of how I wanted to do things you know um, I remember you know a really good releasing um, exercise that can be really helpful for your listeners is sometimes we feel like we're we have upsets or disagreements with people, right? And the only person who is getting who's added a disadvantage is ourselves. We're holding on to something. So for me, it was writing a letter of what I needed to forgive and just almost like 
you know, sometimes it's like writing down what you're angry about and just maybe giving yourself like two minutes and like really feeling that anger and fully writing that out. So for me, it was like writing letters of what I needed to release to do that, right? So that was another thing that could be helpful. And I mean, everyone's going to be doing different things that are going to be helpful for them. Releasing could look and sound very, very different to them. Um, And I think it was that I was always someone, even as a child, even though I didn't, you know, didn't have the confidence, I always, you know, wanted people to feel positive and things like that and, you know, be bubbly and things. So I probably had that disposition anyway. But for me, I think it was, yeah, like the releasing, the yoga, the, you know, what else do I want? How do I want to live my life? And like, you know, doing things on the weekend, doing things that I love, you know, that's a really important thing is doing more of the things you love in life, right? We we feel that, oh, I don't like my job and we feel that we don't have choice, but we do. We do have choice. We don't have to be in that job and it can be looking at all of the things that you do have like that circle of control. Courtney, like sometimes we can feel like, well, what do I have control over, right? We have control over so many things and the biggest thing that we can start to know is like how we react and respond. So that can be such a power reframe. So I don't know, that might be helpful for your, your listeners to hear some of those steps because it's not just one thing that um, we make that decision. It's sometimes it's we've got to really understand it's all of those small steps that we commit to daily and that we're prioritizing our well-being and all of those things are going to get you in a mindset of you know do I want to leave my you know nine to five you know or do I want to up level in my business as well yeah absolutely oh I love all of that or kindred spirits you are talking just like everything that I so deeply believe in just like doing more of what you love like you said on the weekends I think we all just take for granted how truly short our time on this planet is and not even that just like how fragile life is like why are you sitting at home sad and bored on your couch because you have work in two more days like you don't want to go back to work so you're gonna pout about it all weekend like no get out and like let some serotonin flow and I love how you talked about yoga and moving your body for me, I started doing those like the bar classes. So it's like more Pilates. So it's a little, it's a little bit more, I don't know. It's a little different. It's not as like Zen as yoga. Um, I guess that's what I'm trying to say, but that was really helpful for me because like you said, like it's tough and it's like the mental challenge too, of like, holding your balance just a little bit longer or like getting just a little bit deeper and like pushing yourself mentally. I feel like it allows you to trust yourself more and get more comfortable pushing yourself in other areas of your life, like making those scary decisions to maybe leave your nine to five or to push further in your business. And the letters, how cool, what a wonderful idea. And how you said it only has to be like two minutes It doesn't have to be anything daunting, but I'm not 
as good about journaling as I wish I was. But when my mind is really spinning and I just feel like I have so many thoughts flying around when I sit down and take a pen to paper, I feel like I'm literally like pulling the thoughts out of my brain. They get down on paper and like my mind is just so clear. All of that advice that you just gave was so top notch. So absolutely, if you're feeling stuck in that maze, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling that fear, I feel like any of those you know, trying out one and seeing if that's what works for you or a combination of them. Um, And I really appreciate how you said, like, it'll look different for everybody. It, I'm so over the, like, prescriptions from influencers on, like, you have to do this. (laughs) Like, this is the answer. This is what I did. So it's what everyone needs to do. When in reality, like, that's just that's not how it works. We're going to have to test things and experiment and find out what works. But that was a hard lesson for me to learn because I was like, I'm doing all of these things that these women that I look up to are saying to do. And like, why isn't it working for me? Or like, why doesn't it feel good? It was just like putting a square into a circle kind of deal. Like it just didn't feel right. Um, And then I kind of started experimenting more and like figuring out what actually worked for me. So everything you're saying is is so incredible so we have kind of like you know we break through the fear we kind of get out of the maze and we dive into something new or we want to dive into something new and then maybe we start self-sabotaging a little bit or maybe that fear kind of starts coming back up and we're like oh nope we're like we're flying a little too close to the sun i'm going to destroy this really quickly. Like how can that show up? You know, how can that self-sabotage show up? Because I feel like sometimes it can be like very tiny things that we aren't even aware that they're self-sabotaging. Like what are some things, behaviors that we should be looking out for? Yeah. Well, first of all, I might just explain what self-sabotage is just so people can have a bit of an idea. Um, So how I like to define self-sabotage, it's when two opposing um, values are in conflict. And so that's when resistance comes about. And that's when we start noticing some of the behaviours that our subconscious mind is, it's trying to protect us. So I might give some examples so people can sort of relate and how that might look because we all self-sabotage and you know, we all doing it. And so you might be aware of some of the conscious um, thoughts that you feel are affecting you. So you're aware, you've got awareness. So they might be things like you um, You might be, you know, it's, it's the thought. So it's the self-doubt that might be creeping into your mind or it's your mind is saying particular thoughts that are not helpful for you. So you've got full awareness, you know what it's happening. And it's sort of thinking of like an iceberg. And at the top, you, you've got full awareness, but most of the programming is happening under the surface, right? So you can sort of think of like, you know, it's cold. It's like, I know it's really cold. Um, it's winter where you are, Courtney. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's summer here, but it's winter. And you really want to get, it's the beginning of the year and people have all of these, um, I'll put inverted commas, news resolutions, which don't (laughs) work. (laughs) Um, You have to look at a whole thing, which is a whole different topic. But it might be that you're 
your intention for the year is to get to build on your fitness, right? And so you're like, okay, I'm I'm going to join the gym. But another part of you is like, but it's really cold outside and there's this really good show on Netflix. And so there's conflict, right? So there's two things that are in conflict. One wants to get fit and the other wants to sit and be warm, right? Mm-hmm. When we can understand both of their needs and get to both of that, like, They both want the best thing for us. The person who's sitting down is probably just feeling tired and exhausted, right? And the, you know, the part of us that wants to do fitness is because we want to maybe feel better. We want to have more strength. We want to have more Mm -hmm. endurance, you know, like really being specific. So that's a bit of an example that I think people can sort of relate to. And then there's the self-sabotaging behavior. So they're a behavior that we might be doing. one that a lot of women do that I specialize in is the the busy because they think, well, I'm not self-sabotaging because I'm highly successful, right? As women and as a society, we have been very conditioned that we've got to hustle and do more, but we're sometimes we're in a very frenetic energy. So it's just sort of like, oh, I've got to be on 10 platforms to share my message and I've got to sit at my desk for eight hours and I've just got to be, you know, doing all of this, but it's sabotaging the next level of success because you're you're on you're focusing on tasks that are not really generating leads or they're causing you to feel really burnt out. And you can't create a business if you're feeling burnt out, right? Absolutely. So that's one and there's so many, like everyone's got a different one. A lot of the time and, and it's also understanding why we do certain things. It's to protect ourselves. It's to, you know, when, when something feels scary, it's, a, it's, with, it's the fear, right? Mm-hmm. So it's to do with understanding our brains and that when, for example, when you're launching, fear comes in. And so the, the conscious thought might be, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come on, this is not working. You know, no one's going to buy from you, blah, 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 blah. You know, like mean as stuff. Like your inner critic can say some mean, mean stuff, right? And so how you may self-sabotage is you procrastinate. So you may be like, okay, right, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to do it. And then you're like, hmm, I might just hang on I think I, look, the office is an absolute, you know, so messy. I'm going to just tidy it. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go on Canva and I, I th- maybe my, um, they're, they're not pretty enough. Hang on, I'm just going to do that, right? Um, I'm sure people are sort of hearing this. It's like avoiding the task by doing something else, mm-hmm. right? That's very similar to also perfectionism. Like a lot of the time Mm. people are like, okay, well, I'm not going to launch because I've got to have all the perfect graphics and I've just got to like know everything perfectly. The thing is if we are in that, we are always just going to stay where we are because if we have the mindset of, you know what, I'm going to learn from this launcher. I'm going to learn from this particular part in my journey and get that feedback so then I can really implement it next time and I can get that feedback and I can enhance that. And that's why coaching is so helpful and having different Mm. types of coaches like yourself, Courtney, around that 
the business aspect of that whole implementation so that you can know how to really enhance that area, right? So it's mm-hmm. knowing what you do and, you know, there's so many. Like <laughs> it's basically if you can just understand that it's when two opposing values are in conflict, right? And for me, like I'm not, like I self-sabotage and like people who say, oh, no, I don't do that, like I'd be cautious because we are, <laughs> we are human, <laughs> um, is the scrolling on social media because yes. we've got one part that we need that for um, building our online business but the other part mm. is like I don't really have to think. I'm just going to look at some reels. These are funny. So like and then we're like, oh, golly, where, where has the time gone? So I think when we're just being aware, we're like we just have to recognise what's happening, like that first key to creating any change is awareness, like what's happening here? Oh, I'm doing mm-hmm. it. And it might just be if you're noticing some of those behaviours coming out or you're doing something or you're getting, you're doing, you, you're sort of, your mind is quite distracted Honestly, maybe it's just going and having a five-minute holiday. I say, and just going to put the the you know a coffee or a cup of tea or yeah whatever it is. You're going to be more productive, or just signing off for the day and coming back. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's been sort of a little bit helpful. Of there's so many behaviors, but mm-hmm. it's basically just understanding the behaviors that you're doing to avoid. Like, what do you do when f- you're feeling fear of something mm-hmm. new? Yeah. I love how you were talking about the like wanting to work out, but wanting to be warm, you know, like not wanting to go outside and get cold because self-sabotage, I feel like just like the word sabotage is so like, uh, like scary and big. And that just hearing you say that like made my shoulders come down and it made me, I, you know, like I beat up on myself so bad. Like when I do catch myself self-sabotaging, because I am the procrastinator uh, and like the scroller. And it's like, oh, like, look how much time has gone past. But that's absolutely me. (laughs) So, and I am so hard on myself about that. Like I get so frustrated when I realize that I've done that. But the way you said that, like you're both of the things are okay. You know, both of them are you like you're looking out for yourself kind of things and they're just conflicting um and I feel like that just brought me like a little bit of peace and calm that like it's not necessarily a bad thing that it's happening it's just like two things are kind of butting heads and I love how you just talked about like awareness being aware of it understanding it and keeping an eye out for it so you can work to avoid that and the five-minute holiday, genius, genius. Because how much better do you feel when you just, like, get up from the desk, you know, take a lap, get a drink, do, you know, get a snack, and you sit back down so refreshed? I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to remember that one. And it, it's it's just understanding that if you're noticing that, like, listening to the signs that your body's saying, like, it might be that you're really tired and exhausted and maybe you do instead of like sitting at your computer and like berating yourself, maybe mm-hmm. you actually need to have the day off Wow! and you're going to be so much more productive um, in that. And 
something that I teach my clients is understanding when you are most productive. Mm-hmm. You know, like is it first thing in the morning? What type of environment are you most, you know, supportive? Is it more the afternoon or the evening? And really, you know, being conscious of that as well is like looking at your energy flows and setting realistic expectations because, I mean, for here in Australia, it's Mm -hmm. summer school holidays. So as well as running my business, I've got the kids at home as well. So, you know, it's setting realistic expectations on ourselves and sometimes that's when we can self-sabotage or we can... We, we can speak really, you know, oh, I didn't get, you know, as much done. And that's when, you know, we just have to really just be mindful and be being kind to ourselves, right? Because we're not just running a business. We might be doing a lot of other things within our life, you know, being a mum or, you know, so many things, right? Everyone's got different things that are going on in their life and just understanding that your business is one part and the more you look after behind the scenes, it's just going to amplify how you're showing up as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is, that's so potent. That is a message that I think everybody needs to hear because especially as entrepreneurs, like I feel like our business becomes part of us. It becomes part of our personality, who we are and just detaching from that a little bit. And like, this is just one small piece of like the puzzle of your life you know it's not everything and it doesn't have to be all consuming what a beautiful reminder and you're so right about how we get caught up especially as women like in hustle culture and being so busy and just how that can like snowball I really respect how you said like sometimes like if you're noticing yourself self-sabotaging like you know, dig a little deeper and see what your body, your mind is trying to tell you. Like, maybe you need the day off. Oh, that's so powerful. Because then, yeah, you do. You can come back the next day and you're like, you know what? I enjoyed my day yesterday. Like, I got all my scrolling out of my system, all of the Netflix. Like, when I'm feeling good and refreshed, we can get to work today. And especially as entrepreneurs, I know we have a hard time unplugging and like maybe working through the weekend. So it's like there is there ever like a true day off as an entrepreneur? So like give yourself that space to step back and recharge. Oh, wow. I feel like you have demystified self-sabotage for me. Like you've just made it seem so simple. Like why was I getting so hung up on it? When it really is like, okay, this is what's happening. Let's look a little deeper. Why is that? What what are what's conflicting here? And how do we resolve that? Like it it seems so simple the way you put it. Yeah. Well, we we like to overcomplicate things. And when things True. are simplified, we're like, no, that no. Nope. <laughs> no. It's it you know, and so that can be also a very big self-sabotage, especially in business. You know, we may be looking at people and they're like, they're like, okay, you've got to be doing this and this and this and your mind is boggling. Mm-hmm. But what you've also got to understand if you are um, you are comparing yourself, you're comparing yourself to someone else's journey. They may have been doing that for 10 years and Ooh. what they don't 
always share in their transparency is they have a literally a whole team behind them. They might have yeah. a team who just does social media. They have a team who do all of the messaging to, you know, leads. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they basically show up and you're like, oh, my God, they, they're telling me I've got to do this. So just please be kind to yourselves because sometimes we're looking, we're comparing our our day one to their, mm-hmm. you know, they may have been doing it for 10 years. But also yeah. it's not just about that. Sometimes people come from a background that they're, they're using some of those transferable skills. So they may have come from sales or marketing or mm. social, like, all you know, and so they already have a bit of an advantage because they know all of that. So just be mindful of yeah. that. And also you are, you know, you, there is one part of your life you're doing really well at and gratitude, like give yourself some gratitude and just go, you know what, I'm doing really well with, you know, the relationships that I have cultivated in my life. Like really just come from that perspective as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, not everything has to be like so harsh or so serious. Like we don't have to be so hard on ourselves. Like at the end of the day, like life is pretty cool and it's pretty fun. And we're all just like hanging out on this floating rock. So like, we don't need to take anything (laughs) that seriously at all. Oh, such powerful reminders. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. So I know something that is important to you that you talk about is kind of like autopilot and how that can also maybe be self-sabotaging a little bit. Like if you're running on autopilot in your business um, or maybe you're doing too much, dive into that a little bit with us for anyone who might be might be feeling a little called out by this, who maybe is running on autopilot a little bit in their business or maybe has a little bit too much on their plate and how they can... How they can navigate that. Yeah. And look, I think, you know, basically autopilot is we're doing things. It's like when you're driving, you're like, oh, my God, how did I get here? Right? Yeah. How, how, did, I, how did I even get here? I can't even remember, like, passing that. It's because it's so unconscious. So when mm-hmm. we're learning something for the first time, it can feel new. So it's that conscious learning and then you go to that next phase of like it's so unconscious and that's where we've got to understand where um, our brain and how behaviour is, um, how how it all works is when we're on autopilot, we're doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And we might be feeling like when we're in autopilot, you know, that, you know, metaphor of, you know, driving a car, it could be that we're just sort of we're running from one thing to the next and mm-hmm. we're not even really we're so disconnected from maybe our body or of what we truly desire so it's just like we're so we're just disconnected that's probably how wow. i would how i would say autopilot mm-hmm. you're, you're so disconnected from what you want and you're doing things without even thinking yeah right? you're driving the car and you're not really even thinking about it and so what we've got to just remind ourselves, Courtney, is when we're creating a new change, especially in our business, it does take sometimes time and we've got to, so it's like catching that thought and that behaviour when it happens 
and mm-hmm. sometimes we we wonder why we're we've plateaued. So sometimes what happens is we plateau within our journey or we're highly successful. So the women that I work with, they're already doing really well, but they have a belief that they've got to do more to be more successful. But what's happening is they're starting to burn out. They've got high anxiety and now Mm -hmm. it's manifesting in their body. So they might be noticing that they get sick a lot of the time and they might you know, someone said something and they're getting really, like, they might be very triggered very easily, Mm -hmm. right? And so what we've got to understand is what I teach my clients, it's not just mindset. It's like looking at, well, the busy is a byproduct of what's out of balance. And that's where we use Ayurveda to, to address whatever presenting issue is out of balance And then you can start looking at the mindset work because a lot of the time we go, okay, I'm going to do it on my own. Now, athletes and highly driven, successful people, you do it for a certain period, but having that coach, you know, the athlete who is running, it's not to say that the coach is a better runner than them, right? They know how to coach and they know how to, they know how to keep you accountable, right? Yeah. So so it's just understanding that, like, we can do things for a certain period, but no one, it's like the personal trainer, like, no one's, like, we always go harder when they're like, okay, 10 more, and you're like, oh, man. And if you were just doing it on your own, you're like, you know what, I, I'm so tired, I'm just going to do one. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know? But if someone's like, go, you know, or you're, you're running and they'll, you know, you can do it harder. You've got someone who's just pushing you a little bit more that you didn't think was possible, right? And they're holding that space. And that's where, yes, you're the only person who can who can do it, but that's where coaching is so helpful in all of the different areas. Like you're helping women, you know, in the business of, you know, all of the elements that they may have not thought about because how would you know? And that's where you can, yeah. you know, collapse time and, you know, fast track that progress. And I help with the mindset because the mindset in the body. So that's probably what I, my biggest, I think, misconception is I'm going to do it on my own because I'm a highly driven, successful entrepreneur. And then you just plateau and wow. you wonder why you've plateaued. So it's like, well, let's talk to the experts who are experts in coaching to provide that space so yeah I don't know if that's Uh, been helpful absolutely and I think what you said about you know the coach isn't necessarily the better runner but they know how to coach you and they know how to hold you accountable and I feel like that is just so much validation for so many women in the coaching space with imposter syndrome who are like who am I you know like I'm not an expert. I haven't been doing this forever. Like who am I to become a coach or who am I to be coaching these women or even get like an inferiority complex? Like this woman is making more money than I am, or this woman has more followers than I am. Like, who am I to coach her? She came to you for a reason, but yeah, absolutely. Like you have a different insight and I think it is so valuable. I think coaching is incredible and so valuable. And I have been blessed with some really amazing mentors and they have been so integral in my success because 
when you are, when you're stuck inside the jar, like you can't see the label, you can't see what's going on. And sometimes it can be so easy for someone to come in and just be like, oh, there you go. Quick fix. That's all you need. Off you go. And you're like, I've been, you know, I've been stuck for how many months and the, the fix was that simple. And sometimes you just can't see it. Like you can't, you can't know what you don't know. And you're too close to it. Absolutely. Too close to it. And so, you know, it's like having that best friend who continues to, you know, date, you know, not great (laughs) men, you know, and you're, and then they like, oh, why is this happening? You're like, oh my gosh, why can't they see it? Why can't they see it? And, and then one day they have an epiphany and you're like, yeah, yeah. Welcome. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So it's sort of like, Sometimes we don't always see our all our blind spots and we mm-hmm. all, you know, we don't see our blind spots and that's where coaching is so instrumental and, you know, we don't always, the, the reason we don't always, we don't want to see those parts but as soon as we can go, well, you know what, um, I've got to accept all parts of myself and having someone in this particular area who is an expert, they can just hold me. And so it's not just, you know, yeah. having a mentor and coach, hold, having someone who you resonate, so they're going to be gentle if that's what you need at times, mm-hmm. and then they're going to challenge you and you're like, oh, I needed that. So, you know, like that's, you know, in a way that you're responsive too, but sometimes when people are like uh, perceiving something to be, harder it's all about how we are reacting to it it's our own internal you know reactive mode set absolutely you touched on something very quickly that I want to dive into a little deeper because I am not entirely sure what it meant so you were you were talking about um like imbalances in the body and addressing that with is it I'm gonna say it wrong Ayurveda yeah that's yeah, it. tell tell us about this. What is that? All yeah. About? So Ayurveda has been around for about 5,000 years. So it's wow, been around okay. for a long time. And I think that's right, for, you know. It's been around for a long time. So it's the sister yeah. <laughs> science of yoga and it's um, Ayurveda is basically the f- philosophy of life, right? And so it's basically how we do life and um, people get very associated with the different doshas. So we've got Veta, Pitta, and Kapha. And so people go, okay. okay, well, I'm, I'm, this is what I am. And so they'll do a quiz and, you know, become, you know, fix, fixated to that. But yeah. what I, you know, even though I'm a mindset coach, I've got that wellness to understand because it was, it was manifesting in their bodies. So I wanted mm-hmm. to just sort of say, okay. What's the presenting issue that they're noticing? So for some people, it may not be a busy mind. It might be that they're feeling lethargic or it might be that their um, hormones are all over the place, right? So it's looking at the presenting issue and using um, the elements as well. So we're all made up of elements. So Veta is sort of um, the ether and air and um, most people, you know, who their body might be Veta, but their minds are very Veta. So they're the creatives in the world. So people who are very creative, artists, 
people who who are like that but when they're out of balance they're very anxious wow yeah and so um and we all have a little bit of everything um the pitter is the the people in the world who are very driven motivated ambitious get things done but when they're out of balance they can come across as a little bit um judgmental or overbearing or you Mm -hmm. know immunated right so that's sort of what it might look like in the behaviors and kaffa are the people who make the best friends they're very earthy they're you just when you're in that their environment you're like oh they just I just feel so calm and soothed by them so they're sort of Mm -hmm. but if they are sitting for example too long they can become very sedentary so they might have like prone to chest infections or edema and things like that. So, you know, they can be, if they're out of balance, they could become too, um, you know, sedentary, labelled um, lazy, you know, mm-hmm. or not motivated and things. So when we can just understand how that shows up and in, in terms of a business sense, how that, when we address not just by the elements but, you know, what things might be helpful for them, it just it's been instrumental for myself and my clients and they're like, oh, wow, Jen, I feel so good. And then you can address the mindset work and because you're starting to do all of that. So it seems so practical, you know, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It's really cool. I cannot believe that I have never heard of this before. Like I'm, I am absolutely shocked and i am very curious to know if this is just like a me thing or if it's like a u.s thing and it's like more prevalent in australia so you know if you're listening let me know if you're in the same boat as i am so you mentioned there's like there are like quizzes online so you can go kind of find out which one you are okay we all need to go take that i will i'm gonna go do that as soon as we get off of here i'm so curious to know so tell me if you is are you just like you're one of those three and like that's kind of who you are you, how you be or does it change it does change and then you have one that you were born so when your procuti is where what you were born with and so it's basically mm-hmm. you're all made up of all the elements but i've had people who are very much a vata mind so that's the very anxious mind and so we yeah. can be very frenetic speaking really fast, um, you might ruminate on particular thoughts that are not helpful for you. But when they're in mm. their genius, especially yeah. Vata, I'm very Vata and Pitta, um, when they're in their their genius zone, they have the biggest downloads and they are able to be so creative, however that looks. It may be an author or a writer or a social media person or you're, you love creating, I love doing, you know, trainings and things. So it might be that or podcasting. And then you, you're just able to be, when you come from that, people can feel it. So yeah. I would be very mindful of how you do quizzes because it changes and you're actually more looking at the presenting issue that's happening. So when you, pre- when you look at that, and then it's sort of like when you see a naturopath, you keep going back to say, okay, well, we're addressing this. And this is from the wellness perspective. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, 
it's so it's very interesting and sometimes it when you're looking it can feel a little bit overwhelming and that's where uh, an Ayurveda practitioner can really support but I integrate that into my coaching as well oh that's incredible wow I I'm so happy that you just taught us hopefully but at least me something so new that I had no idea about so I'm very excited to dive into that a little bit more personally but I love how you integrate that into your coaching as well like your like full body and mind coaching which is so incredible and I do think they're often like they're so interconnected but they're so often like separated you know, you might see someone just like a mindset coach, or you might see someone for like physical, but they never, I feel like there are so few people that are actually bridging that gap and bringing them together. I love the work that you are doing. This is incredible. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, I, I, I love it too. And I'm always adding to, you know, my skill set continuously, you know, the professional development. Yeah. That's just something that I'm always not just mentors and coaches but um things that can really enable my craft yeah oh I love that so Jen tell us how do you kind of balance it all balancing being a successful entrepreneur and coach balancing being a mom being mindful and taking care of yourself what has that balance looked like for you or kind of what are some things that you do to stay as balanced as possible. Yeah. Well, I think we can sometimes balance can be a bit of a myth because we feel like we've got to have everything in equal harmony. And I've shared this a few times um, when I've done interviews, but I like to think of it as like looking at the different parts of your life as if they're um, on the stovetop. And so sometimes we can be very focused of, you know, the element of business and we're focusing so much on our business that maybe our relationships there you know we're not we're forgetting about them or we're forgetting about our health or we're forgetting about Mm -hmm. our finances so for me it's just coming from that really compassionate perspective especially for school holidays and being kind so for me I always start my day with a morning ritual and routine like doing my success code so I do yoga And sometimes this changes, but I'm always doing something to fill my cup. Um, Mm -hmm. I do, you know, my gratitude and I'm sort of doing a bit of a 28-day gratitude. It's Yeah, it's phenomenal. So that's helping sort of shift how I look at things. Um, I, in terms of, you know, having some fun. So, it, you know, yesterday we went to the pool in the afternoon, which was super fun. And it might be just doing some sort of those things that, fun like you should be doing you know planning holidays and you know what do I want in in this life so for me it's looking at where you are in your um uh your your life at the moment as well and just coming from that kind and compassion and being present in that and just um you know how can I you know what are the things that are going to make me feel good how can I and for me, Courtney, I, I just remind myself, you know, um, you know, I'm not down on myself when I eat certain foods and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 
that that's when people go oh I don't eat chocolate I, I love chocolate so I love that um so in terms of my I just remind myself okay what do I what does my body need um what do I need in this mm-hmm. moment yeah so I don't know if, hopefully that's answered your question no yes that resonates so much I am also very focused on living in the present and like enjoying the now. I feel like so many people get so caught up in the future and working towards their future and forget to enjoy now. And especially as entrepreneurs, we've created that flexibility for ourselves. And then we don't take advantage of it because we get so caught up in the hustle and being so busy. Oh, no, those are wonderful reminders. And I love how you seem to be living your life very intentionally and gracefully. So one last question for you. What is one piece of advice that you would like to share with the audience? You know, maybe a lesson that you've learned in business that you think that maybe by sharing it, it will help someone avoid making those same missteps. Yeah, I think something just to keep in mind um, is you go to university, you you pay for the education and I think a lot of the time we're comparing and going okay well I've got to have 50k but we aren't always prepared to um, you know pay for our training as well so it's understanding the learning phase of entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and understanding that that is what is required so you know the skills to to be able to do what you do yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah. So many people drop hundreds of thousands of dollars in college and then won't even drop like a couple hundred or maybe a couple of thousand dollars to like invest in themselves and to grow their business. That is a wonderful piece of advice. I love that one. No one's shared anything like that before. Oh, Jen, thank you so, so much for joining us today. This, like, you are such a breath of fresh air. My shoulders feel lighter. Like, I just feel a little bit more at ease. Um, Self-sabotage and all of that feels a little less intimidating and scary. And I just love how you approach life and business. So much respect for everything that you are doing. So please let everybody know where they can find you, how they can connect with you, work with you, all of the things. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Courtney, for reaching out and having me on your podcast. I'm so grateful. Um, So people can find me on Facebook. Um, They can search for the group Becoming Unstoppable for Soul-Led Courageous Female Entrepreneurs. Um, And that's where I do like weekly trainings and things like that every single week. I believe in giving a lot of value and service to my community um, Incredible. Because the biggest transformation is in the coaching container. Um, and people, if they want to find me on my website, it's www.realvisionlifecoaching.com.au as well. And send me a message. I've got lots of free resources available as well for people. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. We will have all of that linked in the show notes for you as well. So you can connect with Jen easily from there. Jen, thank you so, so much for all of your insight and for joining us today. And thank you for listening in on today's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. We will catch you on the next episode. Oh, thank you so much.
for Instagram with excerpts of the book then. And then do you know yet? Like, do we have an estimated release date for the mm-hmm. book? No. And that's part of the magic, Courtney, Not yet. especially this first draft. I need no timeline yeah. on it because I feel like if I put deadlines I on anything, um, so I'm kind of like in limbo. I don't, I don't want any deadlines yet. I need to finish the first draft and then, then there'll be a timeline. I mean, slightly, I hope by the end of the year, early next year, but we'll just, we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. Right. I'm just like, just starting to talk to publishers and putting those timelines together. But up until this point, I really haven't wanted That's any exciting. kind of pressure to deliver something Absolutely. by a certain date so that I could get the best quality um, book written. Oh, that's so exciting. You really do like embody your work, um, which I so appreciate. I feel like we see so many people out there preaching things and then it's not actually like how they are living their life or what they are doing. Um, so I really appreciate that. Such a breath of fresh air. Emily, thank you so, so much for joining us on today's episode of the Female CEO Show. You can find Emily on Instagram and all of the links to everything in the show notes. Thank you, friends, for joining us today. And we will catch you on the next episode.